Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jeff fans, Jeff fans, Jeff fans are very passionate. Bird, ready, bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jeff fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Don and unbelievers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, the biggest Jet fan of the state of Texas, none other than Michael Lagaris, everybody. (laughs) Now that is a happy man. To the right of me right now, the number one NFL correspondent in the podcast game today, former Division One tight end, majestic beast, none other than the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk, everyone. How is everybody doing out there tonight? Hopefully you're in for a good show. Hopefully? You cannot be serious! Hopefully? I meant I meant to say hopefully. Wow. Right. Hopefully you know, always hopefully. you got a little bit of a glimpse into the you know the personality of the Wookiee there. He doesn't even think we're gonna have a good show. You can tell by <laughs> hopefully. No maybe I meant, I meant to say hopefully you're you're gonna hear Wow. Did wow. you see what happened on Sunday, Wook? I'm like, I meant to say hopefully ready for a good show. Now hopefully you're going to get a good oh, show. Or you're in oh, this is, oh, this is going to be It's all good. We'll let him off the Because you, know you know what happened on Sunday, everyone? Was the New York Jets walked into a rainy MetLife Stadium and put the smackdown on the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. 34-3. to Raiders offense could do absolutely nothing the entire day. Nope, Jets nothing. moved the ball the entire day. Sam was slinging the ball in the rain the entire day. Michael, that's three in a row for the Jets. Jet fans feeling good. In the stadium, we felt good. Right when we got in there, there were some Raider fans there around where the tunnel was. I know Jamal and those guys used it as fuel for the game when they heard some boos. No boos at the end of the game, though. Was there. After a 31-point trouncing of the Oakland Raiders. You try to come into New York with your silver and black, walk around the parking lot, looking like a bunch of Halloween creatures. You look like clowns. But the Jets showed up. Sam played great. Gates called a great game. Craig Williams is oh. going to have to get a ton of credit. We're going to go through the players, but, you know, big picture things. Greg Williams might just... Uh, we, have, oh. we I don't know if he's been getting the credit he deserves for what he's done this year with the team. Considering the injuries we have, but another week, Mike, where the defense looked great. Defense was phenomenal, man. I mean, this was their best. I just can't believe what I saw on Sunday. I'm I'm watching the game, and, like, we're in the third quarter. I'm smiling, man, and you're right. The defense, really, the Jets' D is is the 11th, few, 11th and fewest points allowed. Right now, he's getting a huge jump from guys like Shepard, Fatukasi, uh, Bless on Austin, and Millette, who are guys who were, we didn't even know if they were going to make the team uh, going into camp. And uh, they've held their opponents to under four yards per rush attempt in the past 10 straight games. They have elite run defense. Jamal Adams now is a, a sack and a half away 
from the DB sack record all time. Oh, it's good. It's it, it, it's just unbelievable, and I feel like Greg Williams understands the tools that he's been given. We know that they're playing with a rickety dink linebacking core. We know that the cornerbacks are third and fourth string, and and even with that talent, along with giving up our guy Leonard Williams, you know. Greg Williams has found a way to to operate this orchestra and make beautiful music. And these teams cannot do anything. And we're talking about Oakland, against an Oakland team that entered the game with uh, seventh in pass offense DVOA. They were the seventh best pass offense in the entire NFL. And by the fourth quarter, Derek Carr wasn't starting it anymore. He it got Glenn, Mike for, the, for, for the, the man with the freakish brontosaurus neck. Uh, but Mike, you're right. Carr, 15 for 27 on the day, 127 yards, one interception, got sacked. QB rating of, of 52. Not great. For Derek Carr in this game. Uh, he looked actually horrible. And another, another great player on the Raiders that underperformed and the Jets were able to stop was Jacobs coming into this game. He's running the ball yeah. all over the place, yep. Mike. Averaging over 90 yards a game. Cutting into this game, 10 carries, 34 yards. Couldn't do anything. People were looking at this game, Mike, and they were saying, all right, the Jets' run defense has been good. Now you're going to see a pretty good offensive line and a guy who's been running the ball on everybody. Right. Jets shut him down in the rain. I mean, the Raiders could not get anything going offensively at all, Mike. And on the flip side, Sam, 20 for 29. Sam Darnold. Samuel. And we're gonna we're gonna you know talk about Jamal. We're gonna talk about Bless destroying Hunter Renfro, just altering the course of his entire life maybe in that game with one hit. But Sam Darnold, twenty for twenty nine, three fifteen, two touchdowns, one hundred and twenty seven point eight rating. Mike, the past three games, Sam, you got some stats here. You had the you had the uh, the interns look up some stats. Sam has been slinging the ball the past three games. Jets have put up 34 points in the past three games. Another good game by him. You know, Bell, 12 carries, 49 yards. He averaged about four yards a carry, so even though we didn't run the ball that much, he did look pretty decent running the ball when they did give it to him. And another good day by Robbie. You know, Robbie popped back up. Four four catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Another touchdown for Griffin, too, Mike, on a play that when they threw the ball over to him, nobody over on that side at all. For the Raiders, really good play call by Gase. So both sides of the ball, I think this game, this week, of all the games they played this season, Mike, this game was the most complete game where all four quarters of the game they played well. I know Ficken missed the field goal, but for the most part, special teams even played pretty good. This is probably the most complete game they played the entire season. Most complete game they played in the entire season. You were talking about Sam Darnold. Over the past three games, he's 58 for, for 89, 65% completion percentage. These stats are given by Michael Nania. Uh, Michael Nania provides really great stats, works for Elite Sports Network. So I definitely uh, encourage all you fans to go check him out. 838 yards passing, nine total touchdowns, uh, two rush, seven in the air. QB rating of 107, uh, 117.6, 34 points per game, three consecutive wins. Over the last four weeks, okay, ladies and gentlemen, and it gives me a lot of pleasure to tell you this Tom Brady age age is creeping in Tom Brady has a 3-1 record he has 4 touchdowns and an int 56% completion percentage with a 78.9 passer rating obviously you can see it age is hit we all knew it was coming we knew it was coming it's coming now I just need I need 
the Grim Reaper of football to show up at his doorstep yes. and just snatch yes. his soul. Yes. 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 What are you waiting yes. for? Yes. For God's yes. sake. Yes, but in and the there's scene, been other Mike. There's been other stretches also in his career where he hasn't played well. But when it matters the most, he does always seem to play well. To give him credit, this year though, but like, it, it, you know it does. But they keep winning. Uh, but getting back to our squad, no, but, yeah, but getting back to our, yeah, again to the same thing. Yeah, three and one record, same record. Ten touchdowns instead of four. Sixty-six point four completion percentage with a one hundred eight point one passer rating. So Sam has been outplaying Brady by leaps and bounds the last four games. He's now eight and four when taking two or less sacks, like we discussed last uh, show. Uh, when he takes two less sacks, he has a, win- a very good record. He's four and four on the season. This is his third straight week with a top ten QBR. Okay, in the in the, in the NFL. I'll tell you yeah. what, too, Mike. When he when, a couple weeks ago, um, after his first few ba- games back after being sick, I mean, Sam's QB rating plummeted all the way down to like it was like the low sixty yeah. to the high fifty. Yeah. There. Now he's up yeah. to an eighty six. Every every week it seems to be you know moving up the charts there with Sam. This year now he has thirteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. A few weeks ago that wasn't looking good either. Nine touchdowns in the past three weeks. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, that's huge. And you know, I know they played the G Men, they played the Redskins. Neither of those teams are great teams, but every team in the NFL is coming to take your head off. And when they went, in all, all I gotta say when people say they, you know, that those teams aren't good is they played the Dolphins and they lost. So yeah. every team the Jets play. They have to take and look at as if the team's just as good as they are. Yep. You know, because they lost to the Dolphins already this year. Then he came into the, the Raiders game where even last week, and I got to apologize to the Jets. I got to apologize to Gang Green Nation. I got to apologize to AEBG Nation because I just, for whatever reason, coming into this game, I was like, all right, we got these two wins. We're playing better. I bet you we'll play good this week and lose right. a close one. Right. That's kind of what I felt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that is not what happened. I, I don't think anyone could have coming. expected this type of like, the, just complete absolute destruction and beatdown, mm, Mike. But no. so many good guys, so many different guys to look at that play great. One guy that we've been talking about the last couple weeks um, that stood out in this game was Blasson Austin again, Mike. Yeah, Do his man. first three games. Now, this is just somebody's first three games. It doesn't mean anything. He could go on to, you know, have a completely average and mediocre career and be a nobody. But he has been an absolute difference maker since he's been out there, Mike. Put a hit on Renfro this week that destroyed him. Broke a rib on Renfro. Punctured his lung. Uh, The kid's a tough kid. He actually played the rest of the game. I know the Raiders didn't know that at the time. But um, Blasson Austin, Mike, I mean, what, what what more can we say about this dude? You can't play better. In your first three games of your career at cornerback that he's played. Look, it's a small sample size, all right? This is another stat that gotten from Nania. Uh, 154 snaps played per PFF. Among cornerbacks with at least 150 snaps, Bless Austin grades out as the third best cornerback in the NFL at 87.5 to start his career. How about that? That's you can't argue with that's ridiculous. No. That's ridiculous. Besides, he also, and we always bring this up when we hear it, wrong football yeah. name. So I, yeah, everything name. about it. Yeah, no, I like, he, it he, I like his name. He was, thrown, he was thrown at six times, Caught uh, the opponent caught it three times, and completed it for 24 yards on the day. Um, on Sunday, he had an 81.7 grade. And Millette has also been pretty decent as well. And these are two of the tools that Greg Williams has used the past couple of games. And they're stepping up. Now, um, we're going to see what it's like for them going forward. 
Um, I know that I said a crazy thing about the Jets. If they keep winning, they could potentially make the playoffs. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen because if they were to go on next week when we talk about the Bengals, they win, and they were to go beat the Miami Dolphins, they got to go up against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens on Thursday night. And I don't expect any success on that day. I hope no, success. No, no. But that, I mean, but that, Mike, what do you that think team about... right now is rolling. No, that team's rolling. But what do you... what? what... Getting to Greg Williams and what he's been able to do this year with this defense, considering the injuries we had, and considering the, you know, the hole that we came to the season with at cornerback, we didn't have anyone that we thought was dominant in coming off Tremaine Johnson's year last year. We're like, all right, well, maybe he'll be good again. He wasn't. Absolute washout on him. So you sit like like we we're talking about. Blasson Austin played great. Mollet played great. Another guy that's been playing good is Poole. Brian Poole. He had an interception this week. Touchdown. Uh, another good signing by the Jets in the offseason this year. The, the the secondary is probably playing better than we give them credit for as years gone on because you can't hold teams at the points they've been holding them to on defense if the secondary is not stepping it up and they definitely have been. Another great week by the defense though and Blasson Austin, Foley Fatukasi. Some of the underneath guys this week. Burgess had nine tackles. Millette had seven tackles this week. Bless had five tackles. Jenkins had four tackles. Um, you know, it's, it's a team effort right now out there on defense. It's not just one guy. I know Jamal Adams is Superman. I mean, he's absolutely completely ridiculous every single game he plays in. Again, this game, Jamal Adams with a half sack. Another ha- uh, tackle for a loss. Three QB hits for, for Adams. Seven tackles. He's a complete monster. But, Mike, it really, really has been a team effort on defense spearheaded by Greg Williams and what he's been able to do considering the injuries that we have to me has been absolutely amazing you know he's taking guys and what they do well and just executing plays based off talent like he's not saying oh well you're a safety so you play free safety you play strong safety you do this you do that based on the position you play he's like yo Jamal you do really well on the edge. I'm creating packages to put you out on the edge. Hey, Blasson, you do great in coverage. You're able to hit. You know, sometimes he puts them into box safety. You know, like he, he moves these guys around and lets them be successful. That's why the defensive linemen have been doing so well because he puts them in places where they're successful. And that's what a great coach does. That's what a great leader does. A great leader takes your talent and gets the most out of it, right? And that's what Greg Williams has been doing. He's been going to work. You don't hear him talking trash or saying stuff. He's just out there coaching. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier. And on the flip side, look, we've all we talked about this. Adam Gase, how bad he has been throughout a couple of those games. But I don't know exactly what happened. But him and Sam had a discussion. And the last two games in particular, this game, Gase, has, Gase destroyed Gruden. On Sunday, like he was coaching. Oh, he out coached him at every single. He out coached him. Mike, every we're at the game, way. and we we saw Barrios catch a ball go sixty nine yards. Are you serious? Talk about Tom Brady. We were just talking that throw that Sam made to Barrios reminded me of Tom Brady to Edelman, just like it, like the way it was executed. I why I said, oh my goodness, and then he just went right down the field, and I said, I mean that play that you talked about that scored the touchdown with Ryan Griffin. Are you kidding me? That's what I envisioned when we first hired Adam Gase, that he would be calling plays like that. 
you know, design rollouts, continued with the RPOs that he did. Yeah, the RPO. The Look at, the Mike, slot. Sam with an RPO yep. run for a touchdown, which is, yeah. he's actually is uh, athletic enough to do. Another guy to point to this week, uh, you know, and then we'll get on to the game review, Mike. Sam Ficker, I know he missed one field goal, but knocked two field goals in. Made all his extra points, four for four. And as the year has gone on, he's at least proven to be mildly reliable and just Absolutely. slightly, you know, he's basically an average kicker, but at least he's not someone that's become a glaring hole for us. Yeah, you know what? Look, uh, he's doing his job. I'm not completely sold on him for the future. So far, I'm not mad at him either. You know, he's he's doing what his job. So I, I definitely am happy that we have a comparable uh, uh Fit kicker there, but I will say this: another guy we should give kudos to is Beecham. Beecham gave zero pressures allowed on Sunday and has given up just three over the last four games. Healthy Beecham, healthy Darnold. The Jets are four and zero. Oh. And I remember when Beecham went out. Beecham played against Dallas, hurt himself. We put Adoga in at left tackle, and Sam was seeing ghosts. That position, especially, it's such a chain reaction. What happens if even you drop? We're not saying Kelvin Beecham some great left tackle because he's not, but if you have a guy who's your left tackle who's at least average, right, and you drop off to somebody who's absolutely not capable of even playing the position, oh, or someone who's a rookie, whatever the difference. case may be. Yeah. It changes everything. It changes yeah. everything in the offensive line. And that's what happened to us, you know, at the beginning of the year when he went out and him being back, that's, that's big too because the offensive line the past three weeks has looked like an okay offensive line. I mean, Sam's having time out there. He's, you know, the people are still getting in there, but he's at least having enough time where he's scrambled out, which he did a bunch of times this week, uh, Mike. Even one time from the end zone, Sam scrambled out and made a pass. But the offensive line's been playing great. And maybe having Beach and back has been able to just kind of like set everything else in place. Right. Compton's been playing. You know, we're kind of patching things up on the offensive line, but they're probably playing a lot better now than they played the entire season. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. The black hole descended to MetLife on Sunday. Looking to impose their will on a struggling franchise, the Raider elite would fall into a trap. Soon to realize the trip to MetLife would not go as expected. Raiders would start off 11 plays for 46-yard drive. Field goal. Henry Anderson and Blessing Austin had a lot to do with that. When the Jets got the ball, they went 10 plays for 69 yards. We would think this would be their fifth game to start and have a scoring drive with a touchdown. A beautiful ball from Sam to Demarius Thomas, but it was called back, pass interference, offensive pass interference, and the Jets would kick a field goal, tied 3-3. Yeah, I didn't Raiders- agree with that call either. We're not going to go on about it, Mike, because you're going to blast through the game. But I don't like those calls because it was a call that wasn't called initially, and they reviewed it and called it back. And I just, it just didn't seem like uh, something that really impacted the play. And they would never have been called. That's the reason the refs didn't call it, because it was such right. a play that was such a bang bang thing. Uh, that bothered me a lot. Yeah, it bothered me too. But the Raiders would get the ball back, go four plays for 14 yards. Kyle Phillips would put the smack on Josh Jacobs, adding to an elite rush defense this year so far. The Jets would get the ball, go 12 plays for 96 yards. This was one of the most impressive drives I have seen from the Jets all season. Darnold would start off with a short pass to Bell that would go for 17 yards. This was a tremendous throw while in trouble. Could have ended up with a safety. Big play ability by Sam Darnold, even though 
He had guys draped over him. He was able to find Bell in the flats for a first down. What'd you think of that, Keith? That one was... That was nice. And you see kind of like the special abilities, the special golden child abilities that he has. (laughs) Mike, the drive continued with another pass to Crowder, and they kept it moving. Yes, sir. Adoga would get injured on the next play while Sam was trying to deal the Griffin for 12 yards, but Bell would then go again get a reception, pushing deeper into Oakland territory. Up the middle for six, Powell to the right for five. First and goal from the Oakland four. Darnold with the keeper to the end zone! RPO! (laughs) Get it in there, Sam Darnold. Mike, have you noticed the past couple weeks, I'm not saying that Powell was so effective this week as opposed to the prior week, but since they've been kind of sprinkling him in, uh, Bell's actually kind of benefited from that, it seems. And our run game benefited from it also with the way that he runs, which is a little bit different than Bell. So those two guys together, I know he's getting most of the carries still, right. Bell. I think that was really helpful. Um, he's the main guy still, and he was great on that drive. Good job by the Jets there to bounce back for the previous drive and get a touchdown. 10-3 going into the second quarter. The Raiders would get the ball. Carr would get sacked by Jamal Adams and Brandon Copeland, setting the tone early on defense. Third and two, Carr pass to Renfro. Smacked! Austin, clean hit. Oh, would end up rupturing the lungs. Oh, put the... Oh! Like, I'm actually... I don't think thinking about it again. I don't feel well. No. That's the smack he put on you, Renfro. (laughs) (laughs) Raiders would miss the field goal, keeping the score at 10-3. The Jets would then go 10 plays. 50-yard drive to get the field goal, 13-3 at the half. Highlight on this play, third and three from the Oakland 43. Sam had probably 25 yards of real estate to run. Decides to throw deep to Robbie for 30-plus, taking them all the way down to the Oakland 12. Another showing of Sam's special ability. Now look, when he's in the... In the in the room, looking at the plays with Gase, Gase is going to tell him, "Dude, run with it next time." Yeah, you know he said saying? that already. Gase, he actually said that at press conference yep. today. Take it. <laughs> but still, it shows you this kid has confidence, and that's the type of confidence and 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 leadership that we're going to need from Sam. He just got to make better decisions. Good stuff. Going into the second half, first uh, first and ten from the New York Jet thirty. Barrios on first down. Darnold got that one complete. Midfield forty. Braxton Barrios on his way, 10-5, and knocked out at about the one-yard line. Oh my. 69 <laughs> yards. Where, Barrios. Oh, uh, he said he ran out of gas there at the end. Looked like a little mini Edelman down there, Mike, just like you said in the notes. Man, he actually did actually look just like that. First and goal from the Oakland one. Great play call by Adam Gase. Darnold rolls, looks back the other way, and this is the tight end, Griffin, who walks into the end zone. Griffin touched that once again. <laughs> I'm loving it, I'm loving it. The Raiders would get the ball back, seven plays, 23 yards, stopped on downs, Jacobs on third and one, stuffed. Raiders would go for it again, stuffed. May, Austin, Copeland, I'm loving this team. I'm loving this team right now, that defense. Jets get the ball. Darnold flea flick to Robbie. 30 yards. You could feel that Sam and that offense were starting to have that confidence, that swag, that blue collar work in the Raiders defense. Bell to the right foot five. Bell with a catch for three. Third and goal from the Oakland one. Enzo. Touchdown. Robbie Anderson. Touchdown. Oh, God. Robbie. Robbie. Hello, Robert. 
pirates of East Rutherford stepped up on your face. Robbie out there looking like an actual pirate with no helmet on. Catching touchdowns like a legend. At this now, point, at this point, this oh. game is slowly snowballing into what we call, everybody, a scrape. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Back in, like, in, when they used to play, back in the 1920s, when a game was going bad, they'd say, oh, turning into a scraping, eh? I believe the Romans used to say, thou just got scrapeth. Yeah, thou just, <laughs> thoueth with just scrapeth. Scrapeth. <laughs> this turned hey, ugly, real ugly. Yeah, this at this point, Mike, at, at this at this point, Scampoli got off the the Scampoli got off the chat. So the Raiders would get the ball. Carr would take the snap. Brian Poole. to the middle in the air, picked off to the end zone, touchdown. Brian interception, wow. touchdown to the house. Takes it to the house, runs it right back in my face, in my seats, dancing in the aisles. I was, I look like 30. a young Michael Jackson. In, a, in the beat it video. <laughs> Dancing, my feet, everything. I just, I was just feeling it, guys. I was feeling it in the aisles of MetLife Stadium. 30, 30, uh, at this point, 34-3. to three. Wow. The scraping has become official. The destruction has become really? official. The dismantling of the Oakland Raiders and every single Oakland Raider fan in the stadium yep. has been accomplished. They've all left the stadium. Now it's only green. No more cheering. No more shoulder pads. No more face painting nonsense. Only gangrene fans in the rain holding it down, cheering for their team after an ultimate beatdown. And Derek Carr watched the end of the game from the bench because he got pulled because the scraping was so bad. Mike, it feels good. Oh, it feels great. Yeah, that was pretty much. It was conservative from then on. Car got benched. We just had a Glennon siding. I don't even think Glennon could get off a play. If, uh, to be honest, I, I, I think he was having issues even just trying to get a playoff. Man, he looks man. like remember in Star Wars when Obi Wan goes and sees the guys that makes the clones. Yep, yeah. that's his net. Bizarre, like Star Wars Clone Wars net. I don't even remember what those people are called. I know there's a race, there are a race of people, but what a freak. And he just got embarrassed as well. So good job on the Jets there. And a great day, even though it was rainy out there, for the Jets to get their third win in a row. It was a phenomenal day. I was very excited. Sam was making amazing plays. The defense was playing hard. Just an overall great win for the Jets. This team needed it. This fan base needed it. And I couldn't be happier. And you know what? You know, this, this is part of the rebuild process. We've gone through the storm, and now we're enjoying some of the fruits, and let's see where the rest of this team, this leads. Next up, the Cincinnati Bengals. It ain't the situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. That's right, guys. Here we go. On to Cincinnati. They're going back to Andy Dalton, and Andy. we'll see what happens. They're but still three- garbage. Yeah, no, they're a trash bag team. I, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, they don't even have a win. And they're last in multiple things. They've been able to pass the first three this year the way they've set the offense up. When Dalton up, but... comes back in, like, only three of the four corners of the dumpster are on fire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's so a full dumpster fire, but it's still So, what, what, what do you... <laughs> it's a three-alarm dumpster fire? Three-alarm dumpster fire. As opposed to a four-alarm dumpster so fire. full-on, yeah, you're like, ah, you know, they're still... So, w- so Wookie, um, with Dalton now starting instead of uh, Finley... How much more risk are the Jets? See, because I look at this game, this to me is going to test the character of this team. This to me is going to test whether the coaching has learned and will make sure that they're going to address every little 
nuance about this team because the Jets that I know lose games like this. Games like these like, are going to be weird. I was just about to say that, Mike. Games like this are always weird. Like your t- like the team, regardless of whatever it is, wasn't doing well. They're they're on a they're on a big run right now. They just came off a huge win. You're playing the team that has the worst offense in the league, and all of a sudden they're bringing back a guy they benched. But there's always that thing in the back of the mind, like, what if Andy Dalton comes out here and he just slings it for a day? Yeah. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, Andy Dalton just finds it for a day. Yeah, well, hopefully that won't happen. I mean, looking, oh, no. looking here at the uh, the stats with the Bengals, guys, uh, points, they're coming in. Offensively in points, they're coming in 31st in the league. Uh, you know, so last time I checked, that's not good. Not a good, no. <laughs> 303 yards a game. They're averaging with 26 passing. They're averaging 222, which is 20th. And rushing yards are coming in 81 a game, which is 28th. Uh, over here on defense, guys, they're 27th ranked in the league. 26 and a half points they give up a game. They give up the most yards of any team in the NFL, which is the dead last in yards. 250 passing yards a game and 166 rushing yards oh, a game. So if you do have Le'Veon Bell or you do have Law Powell in fantasy football, this is a good week to own those guys. Because more than every single team basically this year has been able to run the ball all over them. <laughs> and that, that, I think that's going to continue this week. I think we're going to be able to run the ball. I think the offensive line against better defenses um, at least at least two of the last three weeks has been able to at least give Sam a little protection. So if they can't run the ball, they can still sling it with Sam. But I think this might be a game where you don't see as good a stats from Sam, Mike, but you do see some really good stats at a Lev, at a Powell, because, you know, this is a team that's very susceptible to the run. I didn't even realize that their rush allowed was so bad. Man, they're terrible. They give them giving up 166 on the ground? That's crazy. Wow, so... <coughs> So Adam, hopefully, will call up a good game plan to attack them there. And, uh, and I mean, also, we're only averaging 70, 73 yards rushing a game ourselves. It's not like we're some rushing dominant right. team. But right. to go against a team like this that's susceptible to it, maybe we can you know pump those stats up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Right now, 27th in points. Um, we're averaging 262 yards passing, uh, 262 total yards a game still. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's hard. We're 31st in total yards for us still. Yep. So, so is there anybody on the offense that scares you, Keith, like Nixon or Boyd? I mean, to be honest, with the way that their offensive line has played and their quarterback play has been this year, um, I can't really say you can be that scared of the receivers just because of the way that the quarterback has played. I mean, Boyd's a good player. He has almost 700 yards this year already. Tate's a pretty big receiver. Mixon's pretty good. I'm not saying they don't have some skill position guys that are pretty good. I know AJ Green's probably still not going to play this week. But just the way they've played all year, the defense is so bad. You know, the Jets are probably going to be able to put some points up. And if they do that, are the Bengals going to be able to play come come from behind and right. sling it on the Jets? I don't really think so. They played a better, way better team last week than the Bengals, and they couldn't do anything. So I, I, I mean, I do. They and do AJ, have some... and, and you don't think AJ? You don't think AJ is starting, right? AJ? Green? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, yeah. Looking at their cornerbacks, they got William Jackson the third, and then Brett B W Webb. Yeah, they got Kirkpatrick too. I mean, they got some okay guys at corner. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying the Bengals don't have a few guys you could point to that are pretty good. He's a good safety, Williams. But I do know that. I mean, the team hasn't won a game all season. Now, we've already come into a game, we've already come into a week where we played a team that hadn't won a game all season. We can't have this happen to us twice in a year. No. No way. They could not have, not with the way they've been able to seemingly straighten the ship out the last three weeks. This is a game, even on the road, they should go in and lay the smack you down on the Bengals. You can't teams their first win. You can't. You can't do it. You can't do it at all. I mean, just, that would be, that would be embarrassing. And I mean, our defense is coming in right now. 
like Mike, like we know, our defense is coming in looking really, really good, much better than it's looked all year. Um, you know, even at points where we were kind of giving them a bunch of points, now we moved up the ranks. Overall yards, we're top ten now. So the Jets actually have, you know, their defense has become formidable, and the rushing game only seventy eight yards a game, that's right. number one in the league. So yeah. uh, maybe that turned it around on defense. Offense, we've been looking great. So. I don't think we should have to worry about this game as opposed to a few weeks ago where I had no idea what would happen when we played the Bengals or any team because of the way we were playing. I think this should be another Jet beatdown of the Bengals. Yeah, I, th- I think that the Jets... Historically, really... we own the Bengals, too, just to throw that yeah, out there, Which is why I, I, I say I that. agree. I think, I think the Jets are going to win, but I think it's going to be close. Uh, and I say, say that because Andy's been sitting on the sidelines... He's going to want to start showing off for the teams he's going to potentially play for next week. Um, Gase has not been able to see this offense with Andy playing in it, so there could be some plays that they aren't going to coach for um, because of the element of surprise, potentially. So I think that the Bengals are going to be more successful than we than we thought think. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball, but I do believe Boyd should have a pretty decent day through the air. Unless Blessings lays the smack! But we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, hey, oh, you know what? All uh, of a sudden we have Blesson Austin out there shutting people down, which is crazy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I hope I'm just sitting in my living room with my buds, eating some nice chicken wings, drinking drinking a few adult bevies, yeah, yeah. watching the Jets once again. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Bengals always are, are good. So let's say, knock on wood, let's see what happens. One game at a time. And how good I'd is like... that, Mike, how good is that Leonard Williams trade looking at this moment? The Giants just oh. keep losing games. The Jets are basically going to have the second or third pick of the third round yeah. next year for Leonard Williams. That yeah. is insane to think of. That is insane to think of. Nick, what do you think? How do you think it so far the way Leonard has been playing? To be honest. Has it been impactful when you watch the games? No. No. I mean, has he shown a little bit more than uh, what I've heard about what his Jets uh, tenure? Maybe. But no. Why Why? The, why are we trading for him? But that this isn't a... Please, this isn't a Giants podcast. And what's wrong with Barkley? Oh, who, who knows? Who knows now? It, it, yeah. He's washed I think, up, I think. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he's... Stop! <laughs> I think he's Mike, I, what I think it is is that he's just done. He's <laughs> Arthritis, both, both both knees he's and washed. ankles, are arthritis. He got that injury and now he's just washed. I think, ladies, he's just, and, I think ladies and gentlemen, this is a coup. Stuff all year long, and he knows he has to play. You know, he, not that he would ever take himself off the field, but I, I I think that he's just a little run down, and he's the product of the the offense. Of, you know what's going on too. Mike, did you? I just, like, I just uh, wanna, I want, I just want our AEBG fans to know that we are in a fantasy dynasty league and. A couple years ago, I took Sam Darnold with the number one pick, and I had the number two pick, and I took Saquon Barkley, so I'm pissed. Yeah, I mean, he should have took Baker Mayfield, though. That's, that's a discussion for another time. Mike, let me ask you a question. Did you enjoy the cover for the show this week, uh-huh. which is some jet bombers coming in on some Raider guys running for the beach? Uh-huh. Sam has a Captain Jack Sparrow mustache going on with the headband. Got an eye patch on Gage. I think there's a pirate hat on Jamal Adams. And then Rob, Robbie Anderson, you don't... You don't really need much. He looks like a pirate already. Yeah. Just, just leave. Yeah. You know, what? our big signature as a Jet podcast, fans who love the music that we had laying in the back and how we are, you know, our personalities, how we actually do the show, get a lot of great comments. But ever since you've been back there coming up with 
pictures left and right on our covers. Fans love it. And this week, they're going to absolutely love what you've cooked up. Yeah, guys. And I hope everyone enjoyed yeah. the episode this week. That was another <laughs> Good time. tremendous episode in the books of the AEBG podcast. And, you know, it has always been historically not easy being green. And it wasn't easy being green when we were 1-7 either. Yep. But Good the time. last three weeks, guess what? Pretty good. Trying to make it a month of being yeah. easy. How about you win oh. another game and you get a whole month of it being kind of easy to be green? Mm-hmm. And you kind of get a little. Then you go to you go to Miami. You feel better. You about destroy yourself. the Dolphins as well. Oh, yep, I want there. I and then you come into like Baltimore it. game. Lamar Jackson runs out. Sweet, boom, gets hit. I don't know. His Achilles explodes. I'm not saying, guys. I'm not saying career ending. <laughs> oh, I'm no. not saying anything like that. You know what? Nothing. Hey, you know what? I'll edit that out. I can't put and, that out there. And, and, and do us a favor. I'm getting a lot of tweets that um, our fans want would like if if we can get a hold of Senor to join us for the in the next Dolphins to the next Dolphins show. They they really want to hear from them. I've been hearing because I I know down there in Los Huevos they they just saw the biggest great white shark I think ever recorded and it was some diver like grabbing the fin and I think Senor it was in Los was Huevos? A picture. Yeah, it was down in Los Huevos. Oh right, it's on Twitter. Up. It's going nuts right Love now. Things. I I think Senor was down there. Videotape. You know what? We have we have to somehow get in touch with him. Now Wookie has a close personal relationship with him. He doesn't really I'll like me out. too much. I'll reach out. Um, the only the only time we've been able to get him back when you were. Now you you've obviously got promoted. Right. You don't have to work the board anymore. Right. Now you're just a complete analyst. Yeah. You're respected. Try I used to, to have you in a back. You used to yeah. in a back dark room. Less than not a lot of light. Yeah. I didn't really want you to speak. Right. Now you upper echelon. Hey. But one of the one of the key things, one of the key elements to you, Wookie, that you bring to the table is your relationship with Senor. Yes. You guys are very tight. Yeah. And no one knows where he is for the past month. I to be honest, I I I haven't heard from him. In about a month as well, which is odd. We're going to have to get the story. I'm going to have to. I keep trying to reach out. And- uh, everyone knows the story about, you know, what happens in New York. And, you know, obviously, hey. it changed his life. What happened with him and the Dolphins it, it, down it, there it in would, Los Huevos. It, it would happen to anyone. You know, if you had his career going the way he did and uh, it takes a right turn like that. It was very, it was very touching, right turns, heartfelt. Yeah. I understand now why you get him hard tip boots for his birthday look. Oh, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> Gotta give him the hard tip boots, man. We're hosted on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man. On behalf of the number one Jet fan of the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, and the big stinking Wookiee Nicholas Kronk, my name is Keith Farrell. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Good night, you next week. Peace out. Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans, Jet fans, Jet fans, Jet fans are very passionate. Are ready, Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Call the number leaders.